Did you see the box office? Oh my god. Okay, well, I have some tabs popped up popped up for that. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the Hellboy Review and Spoiler Cast. That's right. Just like every movie or TV show that we review here on the Superhero Slate, we're going to hit you with spoiler-free thoughts and opinions on whatever we're talking about today, which happens to be Hellboy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll give you a pretty clear, concise warning when we jump into spoilers. But uh, there's a good chance that if you check out the box office for this movie, you may not have seen this movie yet. (laughs) I don't think a lot... This this movie sits in a weird place, Mike, and and not Mm -hmm. because... Of the reviews, I think you have literally Shazam uh-huh. uh, coming out last week and Endgame in two weeks. And most people, I assume, uh, maybe not on a fixed budget, but like their, their entertainment budget isn't going to allow them to watch all three of these movies. Yeah, and also it's a it's a rated R film yes. too. So it's a, you're already kind of narrowing your audience a little bit. But obviously that doesn't always mean, you know, we've seen Hellboy. I mean, we've seen uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. We know exactly what a rated R movie can do box office wise. So that's not always a, a dampener. But uh, I, I thought it was pretty funny. I, I was at the movie theater uh, last night and the row in front of me, uh, we were in like these reclining seats. So I couldn't clearly see the people in front of me but i think there was like a young there was like a young girl sitting next to it because once you get to some of the gorier parts of the film i saw the mom like darting her hand over to cover up her daughter's eyes and i was just like do you not look at the ratings for these movies before you go to them this one was rated r like you have to like what are you doing (laughs) the title is hellboy yeah exactly. it's not like it's sugarcoating it's like oh uh rainbows and unicorns it's like dude there's gonna mm. there's gonna be something to deal with demons and, and hell and blood and gore and, and and they're definitely they definitely there is some blood and gore in this for sure yeah and they tried to uh get people's expectations ready for it because you showed me a trailer maybe a week or two yeah, ago about a week ago yeah, it was a red band trailer that says like, "Oh, get ready for the gore." Uh so I was I was ready. I was prepared prepared for the gore, but um uh, I guess to just kind of jump into it, I had like really weird expectations for this movie going into it. Before I had heard like any reviews or anything had come out, I was I was pretty optimistic about this movie. I really liked David Harbour. You know, the trailers weren't really blowing me away, but I was like, you know, this looks like fun. This looks like a, they're breathing some new life into Hellboy. You know, we were probably never going to get that third Ron Perlman movie uh, just because, you know, Guillermo del Toro like doesn't do half the stuff that's announced for him anyway. And Ron Perlman's getting a little older, and if there would, but if there would have been a third movie, it definitely would have been the last one. And studios want to relaunch franchises, so um, you know I didn't have any ill will towards this uh, movie. Uh, but then I started hearing some kind of cage, kind of side-eyed talk about this movie on the internet when the review embargo was up. But I, you know, I tried to avoid it, and I was like, you know, I don't really know what all this means. But then I scrolled through an Instagram post, and I saw somebody comment that said this movie was sitting at like nine percent on Rotten Tomato, and I was like, what? No way! This movie is nine percent on Rotten Tomato. That's got to be like a typo or a misprint or something. And I was like, and I wasn't really sure you know 
if all the reviews were out there yet. So I went into this movie very, very concerned. So I lowered my expectations way down to the floor and Chris, it did not help. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I was reading the reviews and I'm going to tell you right now, I went on a Thursday night. I went opening night mm-hmm. first showing. I didn't go IMAX. I don't think this movie deserves an IMAX uh, viewing. So mm-hmm. if you're going to watch it, watch it regular. But I went with my friend Jeremy, who went to C2E2 with me in the past several years. Mm-hmm. And uh, to preface this, me and him have read him. He has read every Hellboy issue ever made. Oh, like, wow. Like he is a Hellboy fan. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and also, I mean, I, and also a, a, a curator of Hellboy knowledge, if you will. Um, oh, good. I'm going to love to hear what he has to say when we get into spoilers yeah, for this movie. exactly. So um, me and him went, and I think, you know, we we went and had uh, some food and a couple drinks before we got in there. You know, we got Ooh. in 20 minutes late because our food service was slow, but they were still doing trailers. So yeah. it's not like we, we had to do it. But, um... Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to probably go the other route and be like, look, I, my expectations were low. Uh, but having read Hellboy, I actually found this movie a little more refreshing than probably most people. And, wow. um, I'm like, I'm not going to say you got to run out and watch Hellboy in the theaters. Oh my God, it's going to blow your mind. But like, this is a movie like I wanted to turn off and just watch. And guess what I did? I turned off and I watched it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed some of the little 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 nuggets in this movie, and, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit. But uh, by no means is this a perfect movie that is going to change your world, or as you can tell by the box office numbers, change uh, people's minds about watching Hellboy for sure, or or wanting that reboot or something like that. So um, uh-huh. I, I mean, it's hard to not get into spoilers Mike uh, because literally like everything I want to say has been like I've kind of been planning it out like kind of talking about it uh, to myself a little bit this trying to get ready for this so uh, I think uh, do you have anything else you want to add or you want to you want to get right into this you want to get into the, the down and dirty? yeah yeah I think we just need to get get into the gritty you're either going to go see this movie or you're not so yeah. <laughs> I, it, I think we just need to talk about yeah, it exactly like there like like uh, there is no easy way to say this, this is not the the movie we were kind of promised for Hellboy uh-huh. um, by any means, but I will tell you, Mike, and, and you, you said you were curious. Does it follow the Hellboy lore? Oh yes, and, please, because there was some pretty big reveals for the origins of the character of Hellboy. And then after I left the movie, I went on Wikipedia to be like, this can't be right. This can't be uh-huh. what uh, Mike Manola <laughs> wanted for Hellboy. And guess what? It was wasn't it. Well, it it was kind of was when I looked up uh, Hellboy's like kind of lineage on Wikipedia. He seemed to have been descended from some sort of royal kind of like king, but it definitely was not King Arthur. It, it actually is King <laughs> Arthur. There's a whole series uh, that Mignola wrote about uh, Camelot and the Knights of the Round Table and all that stuff, and then you find out that he actually is, in fact, the uh, one of the heirs to the King of England. Uh, so that's actually really within the storylines as well. But um, not specifically King Arthur, though. No, right? no, it is. It is. Okay. Yep. Uh, the wow. whole, the whole well. world. The, <laughs> now, I will tell you, do they handle it well in this? By no Ooh, means. Because no. <laughs> I, I will tell you, this movie opens with a flashback and, and a voiceover. And uh, when a movie opens with a flashback and a voiceover, does that get me excited? By no fucking means does it get me excited. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud. Because... Uh, they had uh, the witch, the blood queen, and they're like, oh, we're going to surrender. And she's like, you can't hurt me. And then he's like, Merlin's like, Excalibur. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that was the most just ham-fisted so thing yeah. ever. Now I, w- now, I will say that, you know, 
some people have have. I mean, I'm not here to. I'm not an apologetic for this film because it, it, it's it's not. It doesn't hold up under a microscope at all. But I will tell you, I really appreciate how fast this movie went from scene to scene to scene. Because if it was any slower, I'd have just checked right out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw some people saying, how can a movie with so much plot be so boring? And <laughs> I like one of my biggest threshold tests for films is if I'm in the movie and I find myself more entertained just by looking off to my side and just like staring at the ground for a couple of seconds, uh, that's not a good sign. And that happened in this movie. I was sitting at the very edge and I was like, oh, these are running lights that run along the carpet in the theater. This is pretty interesting. So that's not a good sign if I'm checking out of the movie for that. There's just... Just, but yeah, you you kind of uh, hit it off the bat there. This movie does not start off on a good foot, and it just pervasive throughout the whole movie of how much narration, mm. exposition, well, how, so many flashbacks. flashbacks. It's like everyone's got a flashback. If you meet them yeah. in this movie, they're like they got a flashback. And I, I even said that in the parking lot leaving the film. I'm like, look, I I think I think that's to me honestly, I like this better than the Golden Army, and that's going to be very you know people are going to be polarized at that statement. But I think I like the characters from the first movie, Abe and um, what's her name? Can't think of her name. Uh, his love interest in the first movie, whatever. Is so it, Liz it's, it, it sounds like you have a better memory of the original Hellboy movies because my memory is so shot. I think I saw the first Hellboy movie in theaters, and I literally haven't seen it since then. But maybe you can tell me if this happened in the in those movies because this movie desperately needs like an audience surrogate or like a conduit. It needs like somebody who's never seen this uh, paranormal investigation department to be folded in. So all of these characters kind of can kind of explain mm-hmm. to this new person what's going on because without this kind of like new person into the fold, kind of like men in black style, you know, kind of like Will Smith going in and people describing all this weird stuff to him. It's just a bunch of like exposition to other characters, just saying like what's going on and how they're feeling. Like a lot of people are explaining paranormal things to Hellboy and I'm just like, Hellboy's like a demon monster with a rock hand and a tail and horns. Like he should know all of this stuff already. No one needs to explain anything to him. You know, having read the books, he is the world's best paranormal investigator. Did he do any investigating in this movie at all? Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. He <laughs> is more violent and snarky than, than in the comic book version, which I, is kind of a turnoff to me because they literally say, we brought you here because you're the world's best paranormal investigator. And he didn't really do any investigating whatsoever. He just beat the shit out of trolls and and demons. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I agree with that. Like, they, the characters, the, in the first one, I think there is um, a character who's new to the BPRD and, like, he's your lifeline through it like he's watching all this stuff and this movie serves as a like it serves like you've already seen hellboy one and two right but it's also a prequel to hellboy one in some ways because you don't get the character i mean this is we're in spoilers you don't find abe until the end of this movie um, and I actually thought that scene at the end was probably my favorite one, where they go through the thing in like the single long shot. I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, be- oh my god, that's really it- cool. But why is this at the end of the movie? <laughs> yeah, and it was. It, it felt like it felt like an after credit scene before the credits had even rolled. Mm-hmm. You know, they're playing like Motley Crue. They're like fighting in a group, and they find another monster. It's like this should have been the movie. Yeah. This should have been what we were watching. Not all of this just crazy nonsense. But and everyone I, wants to I, kill Hellboy. Yeah, but I mean, I liked I liked David Harbour as an actor. I I was okay with his performance as Hellboy. I just think he should have been in an overall a better movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, 
I'm trying to figure out what who who kind of signed off on whatever whatever like structural makeup that you're putting on him because you can't understand half the stuff that he's yeah. saying because it sounds like there's always cotton balls in his mouth. But then there's also really obvious ADR in this movie that makes him actually sound very legible because it's just him in a studio in front of a microphone. So I'm almost just thinking you might have been better off just ADRing every single scene David Harbour was in because at least you could have understood what he was saying so like every time you kind of hear his like marble cotton mouth you're just you're just imagining somebody in a costume like i could never connect with hellboy being a real person because his like arm his big like juggernaut gauntlet arm is just always just dangling to his side he's never using it he's never interacting with it like it's just never like uh, an extension of him and then also his tail you only, you only ever see it just flop around out of his trench coat when he's mm-hmm. like running around it does it's not really i don't know if it's necessarily supposed to be prehensile but there's not even any character in there in it and i think this also gives this weird a polarizing production design that you're inundated with this film where some of the monsters look really cool. Like that, like warthog kind of character mm-hmm. was kind of cool looking because he had this like CG head on top of like this human body. Baba Yaga was super creepy. Oh man, she because, was. She, I think she was the best design in all. Of this. Oh yeah, because they got like a real contortionist in there. They put some awesome makeup on there. That's something that they're like they were thinking of Del Toro the whole time they were making that character because that looks like that 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 witch crawled straight out of like. Um, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth. Yeah. super super creepy and I was digging those scenes so cool but then at the same time you stare at Hellboy's like horn stubs the whole movie and it's just like that just looks like two hunks of plastic on the top of your head and it's so obvious when the dad comes in and is like pseudo shaving them and it's like what am I looking at here how can you have such a cool creepy monster next to basically just like plastic bones on the ground and also the makeup isn't any better there's like really cringy makeup on merlin later in the movie uh the blood (laughs) queen sister when she comes back halfway through the film literally looks like they picked up like a a halloween paint palette from like walmart and painted her face so i just don't understand what's going on here it's just like it's just a mess i will tell you the very end with in mcshane's floating head on the the massive nasty oh, body God, was yeah. looks the same as that infinity war photo you keep sending me with don <laughs> photoshopped onto a oh, that, CGI yeah phone. that magazine cover like, yeah stay tuned for our normal news episodes where we kind of talk about this weird stuff. like that head does not match the body like that was very oh, very no. poor with cgi and i like in mcshane as an actor too like uh, you know i think i think the, the actors were were well suited in their roles yeah, but like the movie did not do any of them justice. I I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. Alice, I believe her name was, but I gotta ask you, how the hell did she know up to show up in a field full of trolls with a van for Hellboy? Like, well, how, she, how, okay. how convenient is her character in all of these plot yeah. points? And I just I couldn't help but roll my eyes when she started punching the the souls out of zombies, and it was just like I didn't know you could do that, and it's like I didn't know either. It's just like what is going on here? This is just the dumbest thing. And the thing is, it it sounds like I'm being hard on this movie, and I'm definitely M. But this isn't like the worst offensive movie I've ever seen. This isn't like me coming out of like Batman vs Superman, Fantastic or coming out Four. of like or or Fantastic Four or Suicide Squad. It's just like. 
it just seemed like you had you had so much potential in this movie and it just got flushed down the no. drain like this needed this needed a totally different tone and director to what? it like when i was watching this movie i kept thinking sam raimi needed to direct this movie I, this I, needs like a less serious tone but like lean into the goofiness i don't really know what you know, I tell what you is what, going I, on i don't think it should have gone goofy i think it should have leaned into the horror supernatural aspects more because some of those things were pretty cool looking and like when, oh, like agree, when, yeah. when, when uh, he became a nun unrama and the hell opened up and all those creatures came out i'm like damn i would love to see like you know an actual hell inspired like mm-hmm. like like i don't know if i can What's that called? Silent Hill style movie, like yeah, like a pyramid head walking through. Yeah, and, and well, and Hellboy's actually like trying to solve all these paranormal things going on because mm-hmm. the only time he actually did any investigation was he was called on for Alice when she was young and she was kidnapped by a changeling in the mm-hmm. fairy. I'm like, oh, that's like, could you imagine like a, a like a an actual film noir style thing where Hellboy's going from case to case solving these like paranormal things leading up to like a larger spirit put him in supernatural give him a supernatural tv show like take one of those yeah. plot lines and give it to hellboy like but also if that was the closest he came to being an investigator in the film if you actually look at what happened in that scene all he did was show up yell at the thing and said you better come back yeah. or i'm gonna like kill these fairies and you just cut to hellboy sitting in a recliner so he didn't actually even do anything he was just a thug that came yeah. in and threatened a supernatural creature there was no investigation well, there he at least knew it was a supernatural creature i'll give him that but like i i don't think sam raimi should do this i'm thinking give it to like a younger like horror director and be like hey turn this into something spooky give us some jumps give us some actual r-rated gore and and maybe follow i would say maybe don't do hellboy next do uh i mean i don't think there's going to be a sequel but if you could do a bprd film which is the bureau of paranormal uh research and development i guess and like mm-hmm. actual like use some of these characters to follow that because otherwise and that's just a, it's just a generic action romp and we have what's her face uh Mila Jovovich and like this is on par with her later Resident Evil movies like it's just how do you oh, get from yeah. one action scene to the next um but I thought it was cool like some of her scenes like where she was like disembodied on the couch and watching like television and like the the, the warthog dudes like building her parts for her uh I thought he was cool a little bit I, I think the effects on the creatures were really nice yeah, it was like when, it's like when this movie was good, it was actually really good. But when it was bad, it was very bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, that scene also, like where she's like judging humanity based on like reality show and television, it's just like, oh, I've seen that in a thousand movies already. So, yeah. Yeah, man, a, a couple months ago, you said you heard overheard some some negative feedback on this movie in your in 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 some some people walking by you in possibly the office or somewhere else i don't know where you said you heard this maybe outside your office continue sure um well, <laughs> you said like produce someone was supposed to be hired in this movie who wasn't hired in this movie oh yeah i think uh, i actually think that did come out i think it was uh wrapped up in some like warner brothers like brett ratner drama okay. but uh well I, don't know. <laughs> I, I mean i don't know if that's part of this movie or what because i mean like i said daniel we don't we haven't talked about daniel they kim as as the like a uh, leopard were leopard or were cheetah or whatever he was um, I thought he was cool, but he didn't earn his flashback. 
He did not earn no, that flashback to v- that's for sure. Vietnam and, or whatever. And, and also, I was expecting, I mean, I don't know exactly how faithful his design is to the, the comic book, but I thought it was kind of anticlimactic because when he turned into this cheetah, he basically just looked like a cheetah, maybe with kind of bigger thighs, but like this just looks like a cat. Like it didn't really necessarily look like a demon. It just looked like a big cheetah attacking like a warthog. So I was like, oh, maybe if it was like, you know, if it stood up on its legs and it kind of looked like a man cheetah, that might be a little cooler. But I was like, and he got knocked okay. around. He didn't really do anything as a cheetah. Yeah. And, that, and also that, that that fight scene in general, like they started to gear up, they start fighting together, and then ultimately they lose, and then the Blood Queen comes in and just uh, nope. ends the fight to begin with. And the, I think that goes into the piss-poor, awful ending. This is one of the worst endings I think I've ever seen in like a comic book superhero movie, and that's including like Skybeam movies. Like, you know, at least then you kind of know what the stakes are, and you know the climax is coming to the end, and there, there feels to be a little bit of like tension on the clock, because the Skybeam's about to reach the big city or something like that. But it, but in this movie, like, he just overcomes his his desire to be the demon king and just swings the sword and cuts her head off and then and you know that's it i was expecting him to like go outside and fight some of those big giant like kaiju yeah, monsters the, or something like that the trailers lead us to believe that there's like he's actually gonna fly the demon like in and in, into like an army of hell or whatever and uh-huh. he doesn't do that that's just like a flash forward like <laughs> this is what could flash, be uh, yet uh, yet another flashback um yeah i agree <laughs> and then it just kind of ends and like well oh, london's kind of been terrorized and is on fire uh, I think we talked about the um, Merlin section of this film where he goes and, and meets Merlin. Everyone's been buried, but they're still alive in this movie, by the way. If you get buried, you're still alive. Um, yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, people come out of the ground, spiracy, all this other fun stuff. But, like, does that not remind you of the scene in Age of Ultron where Thor goes down to the lake and, like, gets a little bit of a Ooh, weird scene? And then he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> now I know everything. I gotta go back to, uh-huh. to, uh, to London. And I think, you know, the the travel in this movie was the so weird. The travel times are like they somehow get a boat up under this cove and somewhere in London or not London, but England. Then like, Oh, we got to get down to London and she's already like unleashed it. Like, how did they get down there so fast? Like what's going on? Like how, like how far away are they really in, in all this stuff? Uh, yeah, and things, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, and these little things uh, definitely add up. But uh, you know, there's supposed to be this emotional connection between Hellboy and his dad, and I don't feel like that relationship was really earned throughout the film. You know, they, yeah. they have a, a small little moment at the beginning where you're know, like, oh, this kind of like the teaching how to shave moment, or like, oh, I'll shave your face, but you know, with the horns. But and he's like, you're, that's you're about a beautiful it. person. Yeah, yeah, and then he acts kind of more just like some sort of like project manager throughout the movie, like sending Hellboy around, and then he's just kind of like this angsty it, teenager that's whining about things. He's like a Nick Fury. In yeah, exactly. plays like a Nick Fury. He's like, yeah, I'll be your quote-unquote dad, but, you know, uh, until the world's, you know, done, we gotta pretend that it's still spinning. So let's the, get down to this- work. The scene I was looking forward to the most in this movie that I, that I saw from the trailers was the there's – a, there's a moment where, like, Hellboy just, like, get, gets kicked and flies off the screen by, like, a giant. And I was really looking forward to that scene – uh, and then I find out, like, oh, man, he's going to be fighting, like, three giants. This is going to be really cool. But I am I am not necessarily a nitpicker for cinematography. You know, when it's good, I can recognize it. But, you know, I'm totally fine with just, like, run-of-the-mill, like, just normal shots, you know, in a movie. As long as, like, the story's engaging, I'm okay if the camera's not doing anything, like, crazy or fancy or just, like, glorious. But the, the cinematography in that scene was just so bad. Bad. The camera was so close to Hellboy's face the whole time. You could never really, 
embrace the full scale of these like giants and then it was just like the camera was just like whipping around you couldn't follow anything that was going on it just felt like i kept zooming in and out like you know like back in the day when they first introduced like the like the screen recording capturing software when you're playing like a a halo match like it feels like some 13 year old was just like playing with the joysticks during that scene i was like this is just there's there's no craft in this movie i feel like all the craft went into some of the practical like monsters and maybe some of the special effects there then all the rest was just like thrown out the window like this film seems like it was trying to be saved at like the 11th hour because uh there's there's so many like just really cheesy punch-up jokes and if you're not familiar with what a punch-up joke is out there is basically they'll bring in like these like third-party writers and comedians to be like okay this is our movie it's already shot it's basically already you know filmed and edited together but it needs to be funnier so we need you to add jokes to scenes where like characters backs are turned you know so because we can't bring them back in we can't do reshoots but we can ADR some jokes in so those are so they're just so awful and they're so apparent and I just couldn't get around it but it's just I feel like there's just not even enough here to really sink my teeth into it like at the end of the day like when I walked out of the theater I was just like okay that was a movie I'm gonna forget about this Mm -hmm. like so it doesn't really feel like a treasonous act you know on like the comic book community but it doesn't feel like they've added anything to the Hellboy universe you know yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. I, and I think, honestly, for people who've read Hellboy, it will be a delight. I think I think the story points it touched on, I'm glad it didn't rehash anything from Hellboy 1 and 2 and the Golden Army that uh, Ron, Ron Perlman and, and Del Toro did. I'm glad it really went in a new direction. But if you don't know the history of these, you're going to be like, what the hell's going on? Especially, like, again, like the King Arthur. I could, heal, I, I could feel, like, the King Arthur thing, people, like, groaning. Like, uh... Because if you don't know it, you don't expect it. Like, but when, yeah. when you see it at the beginning, like, oh, they're gonna go down this story yeah. route, and there's like three yeah. big ones they kind of pulled from that are like in the middle of Hellboy's like big arcs that you're like a lot of people don't know about. So why did they pull the obscure ones? I don't know. But at least they didn't yeah. focus on the Nazis. What about Lobster Johnson? I think Tom Hayden Church's oh. Lobster Johnson was hilarious. I mean, I I I I love that character, but he is just so not in the right movie like the end credit scene was hilarious if that end credit scene was more of the dna of what the movie was i would have loved this film because it's just hellboy geeking out over this other hero it states this this kind of um world that there's kind of these like heroes running through the history and there could just be tons of this kind of stuff you know it kind of just it just shapes kind of the universe we're in a little bit more but then in the flashback when they're showing like the origin of like hellboy and where he's from it just like and it's a very serious moment of like these Nazis coming in doing these experiments, you know, they're all getting like murdered and stuff. And then like this kind of goofy, wacky lobster Johnson guy shows up saying these really weird one liners. It's just like it almost felt like this whole flashback scene needed one of those like black and white film grain filters. So it felt like like you know, like a nineteen forty serial or well, something. Well, and, and that's <laughs> and that's kinda of what in the Hellboy universe Lobster Johnson is known as being a serial character. No one thought he was real. They just thought he was like a a comic book serial thing until he came back, you know, later as, like, a ghost and, like, oh, yeah. he is real kind of thing. So, yeah. it, it, like I said, from the comic book point of view, like, that was all, that was on point. From someone else's point of view, I could be like, yeah, it doesn't fit in there. But um, did you say for the second post credit scene? 
Oh, yeah, I stayed for it just because I had to look it up because I was like, I don't think Chris is awake. He would tell me if there's another post-credit scene. But I yeah. stuck around for it, and we got to see more creepy Baba Yaga, which is good because she's very creepy. That's one of the successful parts in the movie. She wants the and, then she's, and then she's uh, talking to uh, another character, which I kind of ho- would hope would be revealed because it's like, at least leave me with some sort of like cool another cool character design. But then well, they didn't. it's some sort of character that can't die, and then I Googled it, and it it's, just it's Rasp- it wasn't. It's Rasputin wasn't, who was in the, the Lobster Johnson scene. Oh, he was? Yeah, he, okay. he's the guy who actually summoned Hellboy. Like, the bald guy with the beard. He's got a very iconic look. Oh, um, uh, okay. And, and, like, he is a... He can't die, and he's, like, a a, a through line in a lot of the Hellboy stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, you if you don't know, you don't. But, I mean, that was more Bobby Yaga stuff, who really wants Hellboy's eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got something in common with uh, Rocket out there. But, you know, all of these, like, weird ideas that definitely did not fit in the movie and these kind of concepts weren't earned in the story, I could totally see them working in a comic book because yeah. a comic book is, like, a totally different realm. It's almost kind of like when you move a medium to, like, animation, like when we talked about uh, the Spider-Verse review last year. You can just get away with a lot more when you're in different mediums. But when you go live action, you just got to be really careful on like the storylines that you tread and there were so many storylines in this like did did we need king arthur and the blood queen you know did we need both of them could we have just like done one and why was the blood queen so important we never really got any information on why she was the big bad and like you know why did her sister even need the double crosser in the first place it's just like they're just adding so much unnecessary detail to this story well i mean all that's there but i I don't think they kind of dropped like they didn't want to give us a origin film, but they also didn't want to do a sequel to the other one. So they kind of dropped us in the literally in the middle of a Hellboy's life, and like it really had no reason why was he in the middle of like what's in the middle of his life. So had they you know had this been the second movie, probably would have been a little bit better. Um, but it was sadly the first movie, and we didn't uh, get that. Uh, those results we really wanted yeah didn't we? yeah this uh, i think this movie stretched well beyond its budget this so this film was reported to have a 50 million dollar budget uh shazam had a hundred million dollar budget but hellboy did like three times as much when it came to just like special effects and uh world building and i just it just didn't work you know it's just I, it's I th- just such a it's just such a false start like we're like i don't think this sequel we're not going to get a sequel i mean the numbers are so low on this weekend there's no way they're going to re- recoup their investment by the time endgame comes out unless for some reason this just does gangbusters overseas well, i think you know? to me and and this and you can you can tell me if i'm wrong this feels like a movie made in the mid to mid to late half of the 2000s mm-hmm. we're going to see people flock to this like they did with van helsing or movies of those types like there's going to be a cult following of people who enjoy this movie because they've read the books not it, like i don't think it's going to do a lot in the theaters i think it's going to find a life afterwards but not enough to to warrant a no a sequel i mean I mean, I know this is kind of what all Hollywood is doing, but uh, if they could find a way to maybe make the the makeup a little bit more practical on like a week to week shot basis, like this could be a really cool like you know Showtime or HBO like television series. I think. I mean, it's just it's already set up; it's there to go. I mean, just week to week, he's going through another paranormal activity, maybe building to something bigger at the end of the season. I think that would be fun. Well, like I said, if you do BPRD, like the the organization he was a part of, yeah. Do a BPRD show and include some of the other characters that are in there. 
uh, I think that'd be I think that'd be a perfect home for this. So yeah, um, I, it sounds like we're we're uh, wrapping up here. But before I think we kind of jump off of uh, this, what did your friend think? The kind of the Hellboy connoisseur. Oh, he, he he he. It's not the best movie he's had in the world. And he's he's also uh, very harsh on films. He hasn't been to the movie theater since Infinity War with me. So, oh wow! <laughs> so we went and saw this, and he really enjoyed that they were able to touch on some of those lesser known stories that you know a lot of bigger movies would shy away from. And mm-hmm. so we had a really good time, and we talked about you know how we could sit and pick it apart, but you know he's just happy to see some lesser known Hellboy stuff kind of get a little bit of action, yeah. uh, and uh, that if the pace wasn't so fast, it could have been, we could have felt much worse at the end mm-hmm. of it because I think again if it slowed down at all, we'd have been like, oh god, this is boring. He he, he kind of sounds like a guy at the end of the day where it didn't matter whether the movie was good or bad because he could just go back and just keep reading the comic books. <laughs> yeah, and, and and he's like he's like I'll probably won't watch it again, uh, but he do, he also doesn't like uh, the Golden Army as well as we talked we talked about that a little bit. But he thinks maybe the first one's a little better because Abe Sapien and Liz Sherman have better um, you, you you relate to those characters more than the Alice and um, I forget the other guy's name yeah. uh, already in this yeah. one because they, you just don't care about them in this one so mm-hmm. uh yeah i think i think he he like i said he's not a great thing we actually funny story we bought our next movie tickets together we're gonna go see endgame so uh he's already ready to go to the next the theater again this uh, didn't ruin this didn't ruin his theater going experience <laughs> so i was i was gonna say that the best thing about going to see hellboy last night was at the end of the movie i was able to pick up my endgame tickets which i which i'm glad i did uh because usually at my theater you swipe the card you purchase the tickets online with and it prints out the tickets but for some reason the ticket teller was just like i'm swiping your card man but i don't see any endgame tickets on there so i started like basically uh, break out in a flop sweat so i pulled up the the email for the tickets and he was able to scan the qr code and give me the tickets so i was just like yes i have them so at least there was some redeem there was a redeeming trip to go into the theater and i also got a green uh, a cherry icy and pretzel bites oh. which is usually a snack i don't get at the movie theater so i did my i did my best to, i did my best to wrap this movie with some with some positives but yeah it's just it's a bummer i had you know i had a I had, you know, good thoughts for this movie going into it. You know, I wanted it to be good. You know, obviously, here at Superhero Slate, we don't want any movie to fail. Um, but it was fun seeing the Joker trailer on a big screen. <laughs> that I'm still, I'm getting even more excited for that film now. That's coming in October. Yeah, so. and that's an R-rated film, I, I believe, is, or will be an R-rated film as well. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see more about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't think, I mean, we didn't catch much. I think we maybe got one trailer or two since we got in there late. But, boy, do I love just walking in and not have to worry about that so um yeah i think i think that's it for hellboy again the bar wasn't high and they still they just kind of ran right into it face first yeah i don't i don't think i could recommend spending money on this movie yeah uh uh, wait until it lands on a streaming service because this is the type of film that will land on a streaming service after it goes through its home release yeah just just wait yeah you'll already be paying for that streaming service so you won't feel too bad Mm -hmm. about it so i agree i agree with that there uh Mike, people want to know what you're up to, where you're at, what you're doing, other movies you're doing. I don't know. What, what else What else do you do in your life? I don't know. Tell people where they can find <laughs> more about it. Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing in your life, where can they find you? Find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Head over to Comic UI. Uh, you can also uh, listen to Superhero Slate. Because that's what you're doing right now, probably, Mm -hmm. hopefully. Uh, If people want to know more about Superhero Slate, where they can find us, our regularly scheduled uh, news programs, where can they find that at? 
Well, as always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. You can find all the avenues we host our little podcast here. And when we're talking about the news, we got show notes up there too. So it's a, it's a great place to subscribe and keep up with everything going on out there in the comic book superhero TV movie world. It's crazy. We have a ton of news to talk about this week. So make sure you're subscribed. We're going to be talking about, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about tons of Disney stuff, Star Wars, Endgame. So, uh, stay tuned for that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out and let us know what you thought about Hellboy. Did you hate it? Did you love it? Uh, did you fall somewhere in the middle? Probably kind of like yeah, kind of like we did. You probably didn't see it, like Chris said. Uh, but reach out to us on Twitter and the YouTube comments. You can send us uh, an email. Uh, we have a contact form on our website. We love hearing from you, and we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, uh, head on over um, and review the podcast on iTunes or just uh, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here next week, everybody. That's right, we will. Uh, you know, I'm really disappointed, Mike, before we leave, that they didn't play Highway to Hell somewhere in this. Uh, it's too on the nose. We have- had a rock you like a hurricane in Spanish, but no highway. To <laughs> so, all right, we'll catch you guys later. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. We're gonna do it. We're gonna get this done. We're gonna knock these out today. We're gonna.